This episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast is brought to you by the Replanted Conference. Replanted provides a time away for caregivers to be refreshed, equipped, and inspired. To register, visit replantedconference.org. You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. It's for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. The Empowered Parent Podcast is a developmentally informed, trauma-sensitive, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hey guys. Hey Chris. Hello Chris. Well, you know what uh, we're talking about this time? Um, um, hold on. Oh, get... trip! Oh, we did an epic oh, one. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, I think the answer is road trip, but I'm going to go ahead and say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Sunday school joke. <laughs> What's that noise in the ce- in in the ce- in the roof? I'm um, in the ceiling, and the kid's like, "I'm pretty sure it's a squirrel, but I'm gonna go ahead and say Jesus." <laughs> That's good. Yes, uh, I have a favorite Sunday school joke. That is okay. Hilarious. Road trip. Yes, I like the way he did that. Yeah. So you know, we talked about traveling with our children uh, by air in the yes. previous episode. We also uh, had some hotel tips that uh, hopefully are uh, helpful for. Or tippy. Our listeners out there. Tippy. <laughs> but uh, I think, by and large, more traveling gets done by car than by necessarily by air. Because yes. you have to get to the airport and from the airport somehow. <laughs> so, uh, if nothing else. Yeah. And we both, you know, we've both taken our families on multi-state yes. drives. Mm-hmm. So, uh Well, and from the time they were little, like, I remember our very first road trip that we took was when our oldest daughter was a baby mm. and we went to a family reunion and she was so tiny, you know, she had, she was just like, I don't, I don't even know how she was maybe five or six pounds at the time. Right. Mm. And we were doing this family reunion and we drove and the poor thing, like when we started to put her in the car seat for the trip home, she was like, <laughs> you know, arching her back, like, please don't make me get in there again. You know? And it was like, we've learned so much. You know, that was almost 20 years ago, you know. So we've learned so much over the years of, like, helping kids in the car, yeah. you know. Like, because there's just a lot of, like, nuance to it, you know. That that same kid, like, she loves to have her headphones on in the car, which mm-hmm. can be frustrating because you're, you're, like, trying, trying to, to talk her. to her. <laughs> yeah. But she has a lot of sensory needs, and it's overwhelming in the car. So for her, it's she'll a way she's... She'll text us from the back. She will. She'll, <laughs> she'll text me from the back seat now. Now, I mean, she's old enough. She's got her phone. So she'll just text me, hey, Mom, I need to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, we'll pull over on the, you know, next time we can or whatever. You know, or she'll be like, hey, do you have any snacks? <laughs> and she just sits as far away from the noise as possible and yeah. puts her headphones on. But because it, it's a it's a overwhelming sensory experience, and I don't think we think about that. Like I remember, I was like, "Honey, it's really hard to get your attention in the car." We're like trying to take a food order at a restaurant yeah. or whatever, and she's like, "But mom, it's so loud in the car." And because that doesn't bother me, 
I didn't really, it hadn't really occurred to me. And well, that's so that's because you're on the like, flight deck of the 15 passenger van. The noise is just back there. Well, that's true. But I, I didn't, you know, it didn't occur to me until I was like, honey, you know, what? we can't get a hold of you. Like you're, you're way back there. And she goes, but mom, it's so loud. She goes, I have to have my headphones on just so that I can stay like, you know, able to function in the car, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, you know? And There's so many more variables, I think, mm-hmm. in the car mm-hmm. versus the airplane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so, a lot be, of moving pieces. Well, because you can take 900 toys in the car with you, right? Well, there's, like, that, that, there's that. You can actually stop when you, you can want stop to. That's just true, too. To. On the yes. airplane, there's a, there's a bathroom that's traveling with you in the car. i got to stop, right. which, which is problematic because, yeah. you know, and I don't know if, if, if Kayla agrees with this or not. Probably not. But us dads, we're like, okay, this is departure time. This is arrival time. we got to beat the ETA. I ain't got time for your toilet break. We got one <laughs> toilet stop allotted on this trip. No. Nobody else needs to go. Drive. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly Don't, don't right. chug your water, sip it. Here, I'm going, you need to stay hydrated, kids. Drink your water. And he's like, get dehydrated. I'm like, hydrated's <laughs> for when you get there. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Uh, but, but here's the thing, though, because what we learned, though, is every time we stop with that many people, mm-hmm. um, if we stop... Everybody has to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Whether you think you have to go or not. Right. And, and, he's like, and my son's like, Dad, I don't need to go. I'm like, try. You're going anyway. The other thing, so that's, a, so that's one tip. Like, if you stop, everybody needs to go. And so that actually does help because it's helped us manage our stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Every- everybody goes in. Well, because the reason that he says he doesn't need to go is because he's on his device and he doesn't want to stop on his device. Mm-hmm. Well, once you're so, away from the device and you're in the bathroom and you hear you realize, all the water running from everybody else flushing, well, and there's a certain so, flow to the day that happens <laughs> at that point. So we also started just saying, like, when the car stops, the devices go off. Like, your screens go down. So even if you're well, not kind of like getting, an airplane, right? you got to re- you got to return your, yes. your straight, seat, tables, so straight tables up, position. seat back up, all that stuff. Turn your device to the down and off position. That's we we, right. are, we often make flight announcements like that that in the, in the car because it's a little bit more fun. But that's a good one. Does, does your van have the little microphone up in the front with the speaker in the back? Cause no. no, we'll do. Minivan we'll, does. Oh, does oh, it really? It's the, maybe not even at the minivan. My my SUV does. Oh, that's hilarious. And no. so. We usually get I one of those it, installed. I that would be amazing. Off most of the time, but occasionally we'll be, we we usually take the minivan. When we've gone on trips, but there have been a couple of times we've we've had to take the SUV, and it came in quite handy. <laughs> to talk See, to we, you. So we used to we used to do a, two, a two-way radio back there, and we'd make like flight announcements. Yeah, we just take one, send just one to the back up in the middle of the car. So 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 devices go off when we stop. Everybody goes and parties when we stop. And then uh, we're not buying anything because we already have snacks in the car, right? And, that, yes. and the other thing, the third thing that we that we figured out along the way is that every time we stop, we top up the car. Mm. And so sometimes it's like not a lot, but then so now what we figured out is like because we go to Colorado every year, mm-hmm. and so figured that out actually on that trip, and then we did the northeast thing uh, here at this, the beginning of the summer. But every time the, we stop, the car gets topped up, and so. The the oh my gosh we need to find an ang- gas station anxiety is gone yeah right and so that actually has helped us be more efficient in our stops uh, one of the things that another thing that we do and I, I know you want to talk about some specific trauma informed things but another thing we do that's just really practical is um, is we'll make breakfast burritos at home before we wheels up because then we don't have to just like stop at like a drive through immediately mm-hmm. and so that's again that's cheaper that way but it's not only just a money saving tip it's a time saving tip because you're not just like 
like the first thing we do on our road trip is make a stop. That's setting the, the, the wrong trajectory for yeah. the tip, right? And then also, um, Kayla will pack in the cooler stuff to make sandwiches. And so typically on for lunch, we don't stop. Because again, every time we stop, we burn 30 minutes at the stop, yeah. right? Even if we're eating right. in the car. And so, and so we figured that out going to Colorado. And so we were supposed to stop in Amarillo. And I'm like, no, let's not stop. Because we're going to stop on the side of the road and pick the corner. I said, no, let's just keep going. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because it's not just the thirty minutes that you're stationary. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the loss. It's like you know, it's like cornering a racing car. It's not just you go slower through the corner. You're losing all of that in uh, that inertia going into the corner, and you got to recover it on the way out. And that's kind of the problem because your thirty minute stop loses you forty minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to get there, um, that doesn't help. So those are some of the things that, that we do. Um, but those are also some things I think have worked better the older our children get too. Yeah, yeah no doubt. That that is absolutely no doubt because you know because you you guys have made that trip to Colorado a bunch of times and when the kids are younger you go as far as Amarillo and you get a hotel for the night. Exactly. But when they get to that age and you just drive all the way through, that's like a oh yeah. moment for dad. Well, like the first three three years, I think the first three years we we went to family camp in Colorado. Um, we actually left. So, so the camp starts on a Sunday and ends on a Saturday. But on Saturday, it's basically like, you know, here's some cold stuff for breakfast, you know. Yeah, we cleaned the fridge out. Right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're supposed to be out of there by noon, I think, right? Eleven, uh, like, like 10. 9 uh, or 10, yeah. yeah. They would go there in the morning. Yeah. So what we, what we actually did was we would do the Friday night, you know, Coke and Donuts campfire thing. And I'd already had the car packed. Yeah, I remember. And I put the kids in their jammies and we drove because I'm a night owl by personality or what have you. Yeah. I tell by nature. I can go to 2, 2.30 a.m. easily, mm-hmm. right? I can push it to 3.30, 4 a.m. Yeah. Then I need a little help. And I'm not a coffee drinker, so that's where five-hour energy comes in really handy, and I'm back home <laughs> in my house by 9, 9.30 a.m. just to provide some context. I go, take, I go take like a four-hour nap, and then I'm good for the rest of... And just to provide some context, you tell us all that you're a night owl, and it's... 12.15 a.m. at the time of this recording <laughs> yeah. when he said that. So just to, just to let people know that that's not fake stuff. We're all sitting around here in uh, in our... Which is also so that we haven't done in a while since Chris had to go back to work and get a real job. Um, you know... Yeah, it helps that it's Friday night. Usually, yeah. yeah, we record on a Friday. We haven't recorded on the weekend in a while. Oh, wow, yeah. So. Most of the time, we're not staying up this late. So it's kind of like old times, except Dallas isn't here rolling his eyes. Well, I, was about to, I was about to say, do we have to revisit that Dallas would fall asleep at 11, wake up at 1 o'clock? He's like, he just, you're like have you idiots not started? Are you not done yet? I don't think Dallas called us idiots. He's a far sweeter man than that. I can't speak gosh. for the text exchanges between he and his wife. Oh, man. Well, and yeah, you know, you talk about the making sandwiches, this, you know, so we went on this road trip where we, you know, went to um, D.C. and New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania and where did we go? Kentucky, back to Nashville, 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 Little Rock, and, no, Little Rock, uh, Hot Springs. Hot Springs, and, yeah. Hey, Megan, just say one little aside here, since you mentioned Tennessee, my, my way of Nashville there, if anyone anyone at all on the Bucky's executive team happens to listen to our podcast, can you please explain to me why a Texas institution built the biggest, biggest. Bucky's in the nation, not in Texas? Why is it in Tennessee? 
I would no, really like funny. an answer. I have a second question. Why is this such a trauma experience? <laughs> <laughs> you look angry. I am angry. It's a Texas institution. Everybody knows everything's bigger in Texas. The biggest Bucky should be in Texas. It should be. I didn't even know there was one in. All right, but anyway, you're on a road trip. Yes, Sorry. we're on this road trip. And so Ryan we didn't talked stop about at any you know, Bucky's outside of Texas, Chris. I hope you're pleased with that. Yeah, news. we did. I did want to stop at the Bucky. It was when I drove the oldest back from um, uh, from North Carolina for the summer, uh, there is a Bucky's. The only Bucky's um, outside of Texas that's available to us is just outside um, Birmingham. Okay, it's on. It's east of Birmingham on on I twenty, and I was really tempted to stop. But it was also just 20 minutes from our hotel that we were staying at for the night. I'm like, yeah, I'm not stopping. Wait, do, you, do you know why you didn't stop? Because, because whether I go in there by myself or go in there with all of my children. It's, you're still there 20 minutes. You, you're there 20 minutes. It's like and 100 you, bucks. And, and you end up spending you, like, like exactly. 70 or $80. Yes, because you're like, That's only because you told everybody jerky. they couldn't get fudge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. how? Oh my gosh, no. So You're in the car, Kayla. Yeah, yes. so food-wise, okay, so this is the thing that we did, because we all know that our kids, like, can't go more than about two hours without something to eat, yeah. right? And so we're trying to do this long road trip, we're trying not to stop often, trying not to buy something every time we stop. And so, um, like Ryan said, we we pack stuff for, for sandwiches, but, you know, when you're packing the car, it becomes a little weird to like, how do you make sure you can get to the bread for the sandwiches when you need to, right? And so we plan a bathroom stop around the time that we need to get, you know, stuff for lunch. And what we did was we took a, like just a box, we just got like an Amazon box, right? And we put a loaf of bread, we put the, like the knife to spread the peanut butter, we put a jar of peanut butter, we put a, um, you know, a jar of, we didn't do jelly, we did honey. Yeah. Um, and so we Jelly usually requires refrigeration. Jelly needs refrigeration, and it's usually like some color that I don't want stained on my <laughs> seats. Um, and so we put that in the, um, in the box. So everything we need was in the box, and, and then also two bags of chips, nice. right? Just like a big thing of chips. And then we got those... Like um, Costco, Sam's Club size bags? No, we just got regular okay. size, but I got two different flavors, so that way the kids could like pick. Instead of getting little individual ones, I just got big bags. Mm -hmm. And then we have these... Um, they're those like little, I don't know what you would call them. They're like little baskets you might get like at a, at a restaurant that are like red and they're like, um, Oh, kind of like if you get like, uh, like, like little hot dog baskets, like right? Like a little hot dog okay, basket. Yeah. Little red yeah. baskets yeah. shaped like a hot, like the length of a hot like dog. Like what bar. you get at, uh, at Raising Cane's. Yes. I think that's Not what they had. Uh, no. What am I thinking of? Oh, fuzzies at fuzzies, the taco shop. Yes, kind of yes, like that. Yes, kind of yeah, like that. Yeah. So they're like a little basket, and they're plastic. Mm -hmm. And so we have a set of them for our whole family, right? And so those we put, you know. Oh, and I had a roll of paper towels in there. Put, put a, so I put a roll of in, a paper towel in, yep. and then I would just make the sandwiches, like right. So I just slathered it on, put it in there. They got to pick which kind of chips they wanted. I had a cooler full of fruit. They got to pick which kind of fruit they wanted, and then we would pass it back. And so we'd start from the back of the car and just, mm -hmm. you know, work our way forward. And then it was all contained to one box. But then also, you know, I because we were taking this multi-day trip, we were in the car a lot. Mm -hmm. I knew we were going to, one, we were going to have to eat out some. Like, it wasn't going to be every meal. You got to get out of the car. We got to get out of the car, right? And so we also had, like, lunch meat um, that was in our cooler so that we could have, you know, they could choose and they could have lunch meat. And we just packed a little thing of, of mayonnaise. But then the other thing that we did that was different on this longer trip 
was we got a set of drawers. They were like plastic drawers Mm -hmm. um, that were, you know, just like three kind of deep drawers. And we put them in the very... Maybe, maybe 15 inches wide. They're they're not not Yeah, not super big. And we put them in the back of the car so that when you opened the back, the drawers would slide out, out right? And every time we stopped for a bathroom break, I would go to the back of the car and I'd they'd call out what snack they wanted. Like they knew what we had and I would pull it out of the drawers and I would hand it out. So I didn't have all the snacks in the front with me like I used to. Mm -hmm. And I had pre-packaged stuff. Like I had nuts in packages. I had crackers in packages. I had pre-portioned things out or I had Mm -hmm. bought like pre-portioned stuff like granola bars and things like that. And I had it all in the back and then, and I had different, you know, sweet and salty and all sorts of different stuff. And it was so great because they never got bored of the snacks. They mm-hmm. could pick what they wanted, you know, with little applesauce pouches or whatever. You know, it was stuff that could typically could stay in the car if we had to stop at a hotel. We didn't have yep. to, like, take the whole thing in, you yep. know. But it it made for, like, I mean, the, it was such a smooth road trip. And that was the first time that I think the snack part had gone really well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tried well, so many different things over the, the years. The other thing that I would say, and he kind of hinted at it, is that if you do have to stop for food, I think, and we may not have done this all of the time, but I think we did this most of the time. If we actually bought food, we went into the, resta- the restaurant um, and didn't just grab the drive-through. Like, like yeah. when we went up to D.C., we, right. we were like, well, we can get to the hotel room a little later. It's not like they're giving a room to anybody. We're only using it to sleep at night. So everybody we, can stretch their legs. So we pulled out, parked in the parking lot, walked into the restaurant, and be, because what happens is, is they get they go stir stir, stir crazy, crazy the, yeah. the, the the phrase I'm looking for, yeah. in the car, and then and then then the picking at each other starts. And as soon as the picking at each other starts, then somebody needs the bathroom, and they don't need the bathroom, but they need to get out of the car and get yeah. away from their siblings. And so we have to manage that as well as as well as we can. Um, we also have some pretty good um, at home. I think we're, we're, what we're trying to do at home. Um, is we're trying to is 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 because c- the work we do is uh, there's a lot that goes into it, but at the at the end the, the prize is healthy relationships, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, we can talk about neuroscience, we can talk about all these things, but at the end of the day, we're trying to help help ourselves have healthy relationships with our kids um, and other people as well, but also teach our children how to have healthy relationships. Yep. And so we've we haven't just thought about the word relationship in terms of people, mm-hmm. like. Um, like this year, you know, I've had a real evaluation of my relationship with food, right? I, I think I've had a pretty traditionally unhealthy relationship with food, so I'm trying to have a better one. We talk to our kids about not just like we don't just have have limits on the we don't have unlimited access to screens at our house, and it's not because we're trying to control your world or we mean or whatever. We're just trying to help you understand that that you have to have a healthy relationship with your devices, right? right? Like if people just walk around the house and carry their phones, we're like, no, just put it on the counter. You can come check it and stuff, but you don't need it in your hand mm-hmm. because that, to me, that's a sign of an health, unhealthy relationship with the device that you can't put it down. Yeah. And so, and so, we talk about about those things all of the time with the kids. Um, and so, we do suspend the screen rule, though. Mm-hmm. That's the point here when we're driving. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like we've taken the the airline approach is that you can you know. Once you clear ten thousand feet, you can get your your big electronic <laughs> devices out. Um, for about the first hour after we start rolling, there's yeah. no screens, 
And and people talk and, you know, I have like my road trip playlist and we try to do all the versions of songs that the kids like and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and we'll do some audio books and stuff we've like done, that. Yeah, we listened to, what book did we listen to coming we back? Did, um, we did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe on the way Up. out. Yeah. And then on the way home, we did the Wing Feather Saga, the yes. first book of the Wing Feather mm. Saga. Yeah, and so um, and, and so those are those are kind of fun, and right? When and when you've got like a large age span, I'm surprised how engaged they were in the audio books. Well, I yeah, mean, I even mean, me, I, I loved listening to them while we were driving. Well, and we had you know because we had our 20 year old son all the way down to our special needs daughter. Now our special needs daughter doesn't really engage with audio stuff very much. Yeah. Um, so then you think really... It's more visual. Yeah, and we've got our 10-year-old In the purple daughter. dinosaur spectrum. <laughs> yes. That purple dinosaur is her favorite pretty and much has been. pretty only the purple dinosaur. For special. real. But we, you know, so we're trying to think like, we don't, we don't like go, okay, everybody must listen to the audiobook, but we give them an option of the audiobook. We still have our daughter who wants to have her headphones in. She's not really, she just no. needs to have her headphones in, right? No. But the 20-year-old was like, he was listening to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and he was like, man, that was a really, like, that was really fun to listen to. He's mm. like, I hadn't read that in a long time. I'd never read it. And, yeah. Which, which surprised her. It surprised, which kind of surprised me, too. Me. Well, I kind of really, I mean, let's call it. I read it to the kids when they bit. were little. I don't know if that's the right, the right genre for it. But, like, which is kind of surprised. I really did enjoy it, number one. And number two, um, I really like C.S. Lewis' writing. Like, 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 I think that, that Mere Christianity is an exceptionally thoughtful book that anybody that's serious about living on the planet with other people needs to read and consume. It's just a fantastic it's, book. It's the one book beside the Bible you should absolutely positively read. No, it, it's yeah. so unbelievable. And he's such a deep thinker and he so so explains it so much. And 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 it's the reason that it's his most popular work because like screw tape letters and stuff like that, it's not as it's not as like cap like like the book's just captivating, right? I've read it, mm-hmm. I've listened to it on audio and all that kind of stuff. Um so anyhow, I really enjoyed enjoyed it. Is, is yeah. all I'm trying to say. That well, and that's it. It was like the very we, the entertainment, I guess, is the tip of the year. Well, and and we've had to do different things over the years too. You know, when they were little, we had to do more like car bingo games, and we had to do more. We were trying oh, to I remember avoid the car bingo. Yeah. Well, well we the, were trying to avoid some screens. You know, when they're they when they're younger. Too. Yeah. yeah they, 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 we had the little we had the little uh, briefcase style art kits that we yeah yeah, yeah yes. they love drawing. We 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 packed. We had bags that, like Kelly, a go bag, that Kelly put together yeah. of stuff for them to have in the car. Yes, right? and so, uh, like Target used to have. I mean, maybe they still do, but I don't shop for them anymore. You know, the little little, little bargain bins. Right when you walk in at Target, mm-hmm. they used to have uh, these little art kits, and you know, it, it was like a book of, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and there's like very simple kid puzzles in there or right. you know, color this in. And it comes with like three colored pencils. And you can take like them that. in there to pick right. something out for the road trip. Well, yeah, you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You, I would go buy one for each kid and I would try to find something that was in their little wee hot mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Or like, you know, I'd get superheroes for one and, you know, dinosaurs or whatever, for the, or sharks for the other and yeah. you know, whatever. Vary and, it a little. And so every road trip, they would have one little new thing in there mm-hmm. that was one because they're cheap it's like one or two bucks you know at target and right. so we they, they all had their each their own bag you know kelly found these you know vinyl bags that were you know decorative and everybody had their own different bag mm-hmm. and we would just keep them loaded up and so that went into the car with us and so kind of the same thing trying to keep them off screens right for at least part of the time at least some of the time and I mean. so that was the stuff that they had 
to do. And, and two of my kids really loved the whole art thing. And so they were yeah. really into it when they were younger. I would say this too, <clears throat> excuse me, with if you have really younger kids, and some of you are probably going to judge me for this, but that's okay. <laughs> um, first, don't be, afraid, don't be afraid of McDonald's. I mean, I understand, you know, you may not like the food, and your kids may not legitimately be able to eat the food, but hey, go and get a soda and let your kids run around that playland for a few minutes. For you know, sure. Send, send, send one of the parents to go, you know, fill up the car and do whatever, but let them burn off that energy. That's true. We did, we did several gas stations that we were next a to a that. McDonald's uh-huh. on this trip here. And just go, just go let them run wild. So. And for a cheap cup of coffee, it's not bad, actually. I know you said you're not a coffee drinker, but as somebody who is. Yeah, and I have that's pretty, what I've been told, too. That I've had pretty bougie coffee tastes, <laughs> and McDonald's isn't bad for a cheap cup of coffee. It's like a buck for a small coffee there. Yeah. Well, and we did a lot of times when they were younger, we would stop at like, you know, even if we were packing a meal, mm-hmm. instead of eating it in the car, like with our older kids, we can eat it in the car easily, yeah, no going. big deal. Yeah. But we would do the same kind of thing where we would pack to have a picnic lunch and we would just make the sandwiches or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we'd stop at a at a park. Mm-hmm. You know, we would just find some like little neighborhood park that we could go to, right. or or, or at least a, somewhere where or, they or one of those re- those rest areas the that has areas. the, the, play, the playground, areas. like yes. behind the, the bathrooms. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Because then they could at least. We have the cutest picture out. of of Tyler Tory and, and Brooklyn sitting on the table in the little like, rest like area. Florida, yeah, yeah, just sitting on top well, of the table. This is the thing that I, I was. I said, you know, people are probably going to judge me. This is this is the story on that. So. We went to Baton Rouge for Christmas one year, uh, and this was the year with like my parents came to, my sister came to, my grandmother only has so many rooms in her house, mm-hmm. and so basically we were on our, uh, you know, our family had to take the bullet for finding right. someplace. Yeah, because because mom or dad, whoever's parents is, they they get first right to Correct. their to their parents' yeah, house. Absolutely, yeah. and so uh, it wasn't that big of a deal because uh, Kelly's company at the time was managing the embassy suites in Baton Rouge, and so we got uh, a room at the Embassy Suites. And so we've been on the road, you know, it's, it's an eight, well, it's about an eight-hour drive from here to, to Baton Rouge, nine, nine and a half with, with children, with the right. stops you're going to make. You know, we get there, it's dark, but the kids are wound up. Yeah. So I have this nice video <laughs> that I recorded with my phone. Oh, dear. Um, we're in the backside of the parking lot where there are no cars, and my kids are just running around chasing each other. Yeah, it's like ten o'clock at night. But it's like they need. They needed to, to burn it, it off before. It was we either that, or they were going to be jumping on the beds, no, annoying th- the people in the hotel. I think there's a there's a good tip there that that I think we have to actually make, and that is, you have got to. First of all, I think we all overparent, mm. right? And we can explain that another time. And I think I made a video about that one time, and this idea that that sometimes I think we overparent because we hold the reins too tightly and we try mm. to control everything. Well, it goes back to what you said in the previous episode. We, we're we catastrophize everything in our heads, right? right. That's why we overparent. But one of the things that the vacation trip really impresses upon us is you got to get let a little bunch of stuff go. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like bedtime's at 9.30 and then you get to the hotel at 9.30 and you go to unpack the car, then you're like you're stressed out of the kids. And, and you know what? I, I, for some reason, and like hotel rooms are just a bed to rent for a night or two, right? I mean, there's nothing special about a hotel room. And they certainly... Oh, there is the kids. The no, the kids. It's like it's like it's like, like a magical like fairyland adventure. And even I, as teenagers, like I feel like, before. well, I feel like, like even as teenagers, they're like, bit. 
oh, this bed is the best bed ever. And I'm like, really? I don't feel like It can't be the best bed ever because they went for the person who could sell them 10,000 mattresses for the cheapest. (laughs) That's right. This shower's so amazing. We're like, Some hotel showers are pretty good, though. (laughs) Some hotel showers are pretty good, though, especially the ones who've got got the high high shower heads and it's a lot of good pressure in those. Those are good hotel showers. (laughs) So so that's a 50-50 on that, but... But I think what we have to do is we have to relax. So we relax on, on screen usage in the car. Once we go screens, we know we're not getting that back. So that's why we make them shut it down. We, when we stop, they can't have them on the, be on their screens, including phones while we're eating. That's a rule in the house that we have in the car. And then we can let them get back to it because, I mean, at least if you're driving, you're like dialed in and engaged. But if you're sitting back there and you go to, and you go to log... 600 miles 700 miles today like we had to do on some of those legs it's got to, it well i know that because because kayla had to drive parts of the way home because i picked up a couple of injuries on up there in the northeast and i couldn't drive as much um it's like dead boring back there dude <laughs> like at least when you're she's, driving she's like i got my headphones in if y'all need me i'm gonna be watching something you it's know? one of the rules in our car whoever's in the left seat gets to pick the music yeah Right, so you at least have that on that on your side, uh, and then you know, and Kelly and I'll talk, and she might she might take a nap up front there, or, you know, mess around on social media for a bit, and keep me in snacks. But but you have to relax. You can't be so rigid because if you're as rigid on vacation, you're not as you are at home. You just spent a lot of money to not have any fun. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the truth. That if you're as rigid on vacation as you are at home, you've just spent a lot of money to not have any fun. And that doesn't mean. And then you get frustrated, and then when you get frustrated, what do you do? You yell at the kids. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't mean you can't have structure. I think you can have structure. Oh, I agree with that. You can have structure around certain things, and I think that's the piece that sometimes gets lost. Is like we think we have to not have any structure on vacation, and then we're just frustrated because it seems horrible. Or we try to have too much structure on vacation, and then it seems horrible because well, horrible too. Mm-hmm. nobody like, is relaxed. You're on vacation, like, we have to get up at 7.30 because you're going to leave at 8.30. I'm like, eh, that doesn't right. always work for us. Like, I understand if there's a target you have to hit, you've got a reservation somewhere, and you've got to get on the yeah. on the boat or in the, wherever you're going to do that. But but that's not always – because the point of, rela- of the vacation isn't just to – be frustrated in the car and spend a lot of money. It is presumably to relax and have some fun, right? Right. Well, and that's what we want to do as a family is is we want to have some fun. You want to enjoy each other. We want to enjoy yes, each other. Yes, that's a good way to say that. But too many families, I find, especially when we've got kids with trauma, mm. um, come home from vacation and they complain about their vacation. Mm. They're like, I'm never doing that again. Or that was terrible. I'm just going to go without the kids. And da 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 and I know our kids are our kids are older now. So this is an audio so, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> our kids are older now, and so it definitely is a little. It, it's easier when they're older, yeah. right? I, I mean, it, it's easier as they get older, for the most part. It's easier when they get older and they've been in your house long enough that you've built the, that connection too. Correct. Right, and they can and because they can. They've be gotten helpful. more flexible. Yes, and they're more settled and they can handle things. Yes. So obviously there's some kids that still really struggle or whatever, but you know, you know, we've talked about it so many times, you have to know your kids. Mm -hmm. Like don't plan a vacation and set them up to fail. 
knowing that they can't handle whatever you've be the planned. Detective. Yeah, be able to be, say like, okay, if my kid can only handle a two-hour trip in the car on a good day, well, like, don't plan a vacation where you're driving Six 24-hour hours. drive, you know, and trying to yeah. get it done in two days. Just know that this is going to be one of those trips where we're going to stop and have points every couple of hours, and we're not going to go very far mm. Because it's going to take too long. Well, I mean, yeah. So just to make that point real, this is the first long road trip we've ever taken this summer. Yeah. And, and, you know, when the kids were younger, about the longest road trip we ever took was to visit Kayla's grandmother. And that's about four hours out. Yeah. That was about the longest road trip we ever took. We took one, like when they were, when we just had three kids, we took a trip to Florida. Yep. Broke it up over a couple of days. Yeah. We took many, it was like we, we drove in small chunks and spent nights in hotels along the way because we were like, there's no way. This yeah. time we did 10-hour days because our kids are older. Yeah, I mean that, and then that's, that's kind of the, the line I want to draw underneath your point is that early on in our family, and that's kind of what you were alluding to too, Chris, right, is we couldn't do more than four hours and the four hours was to go to family, yeah. right? And then and then we went, okay, well, we can do uh, we can do six hours to Amarillo and then six hours to Colorado yeah. or whatever, right? And then... And there was like, oh, we can drive all 10 hours through to Colorado. And now we're like, we can drive to New York and back. Um, but, but I think one of the cautions that I think, that, I, that, that I think would be valuable to offer is that sometimes we fall into the trap where, especially when kids are new in our homes, that we think we have to do all of the fun things right away. Yeah. Right? Because we're going we're gonna to reset their entire childhood this weekend. Yeah, you know, and and people people do this right, and they're like, well, we, we're going to take them to the zoo yeah. and the circus, and I'll never forget the mom who said to Kayla years and years ago, um, my child tends to run off. Can you help me keep them safe at the zoo? And Kayla said, don't go to the zoo. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I just left on that story, and uh, and it wasn't exactly what she wanted to hear, but uh, the reality is, you know, if you've got a kid who's a runner, do not take a yeah, trip to New York City. Right. Yeah, but you're, you're, like that's not a good idea. Here's the problem with the zoo thing. And I think for parents, because we've worked with enough parents to, to kind of have gathered some sort of data along the way. It's not like in a spreadsheet somewhere, but it's all between my ears. Is that we, th- we think that all the fun things we did as children, mm-hmm. we want them because they were such fun for us. We must give those to the children. And it's from a place of really good intention. It just doesn't work, right? Because if you went on, on road trips with your parents as children, it's likely there's going to be a desire in you to want to take a big epic road trip as soon as possible. Yeah. And I think that you have to just really tap the brakes on that because at the end of the day, expectations are good. Appropriate expectations are better. Because people think, well, we need to have high expectations. No, you need to have appropriate expectations. And early in that relationship, if they're new in your home, you don't, you haven't had the time to, the, to but do. But you don't know what they're capable work. of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember. You know, it wasn't a road trip, but we decided to go camping with a kid who'd mm. been in our home for like a week or a weekend. That was, com- that that was completely my dad's fault. <laughs> he he, he kind of badgered us to go. We were like, "We're going to go camping," and I spent the entire weekend in the tent with a screaming two-year-old. You know, because. She was not ready for anything. Like, we had other kids that we could take when they were two camping, and that was no big deal. And so we just assumed it would not be a big deal to take this two-year-old. Yep. 
However, it was, in fact, quite a large deal. And then we went to family camp, you know. Well, what are we you went complaining to... about? I had to keep four kids out of the lake. You had it easy. Oh, man. Then we took, well, then we went to family camp, like, a few weeks after that. So, right, she was, she was placed in our home in May. Yeah. We went camping, like, literally a few days after she was placed with us. Yep. And then we went to family camp a few weeks later. Yeah, it was like May, June, July. Yeah, and family camp in June, that was the first time we'd ever been to family camp. Mm. And we left there, and I went, this was the most horrible experience. Why do people like family camp? Like, I didn't, it, in my mind, it, I didn't connect that it was because we had a kid who was so new in our family. Yeah. I just thought the family camp was horrible. That's because we were young and enthusiastic back then. I, yeah, we thought no, we could I, do I, it all. No, yeah, yeah I, think, I, think, I, yeah. Think, I think the warnings we issue are not like, hey, let's issue this warning. Like, we did allow this. our lives to be a cautionary tale, right? right? Exactly. For real. From our mistakes. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can... Which is, which is the message I'm trying to convey to my children now. Yes, like they're it's all way, older, you like, pay less to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Like, sweetheart, I'm not telling you this thing because I don't want you to have fun or because I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to let you learn from my mistakes so you don't do the same okay. thing. Okay, right. All right, so I had this exact conversation with our 20-year-old today. I, I said something. I provided some counsel because we're not the pay, the stage in the relationship with mentorship and counsel and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And I said to him, look, I'm, I'm going to offer you some counsel. And, the, and and it was about something between him and his younger brother, just to how to manage that relationship better. And then I got like three words out, and he spoke over me. So I waited till he was done, and I said, look, you got two options. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm not insisting that you think I'm right. None of that. But what I would like you to do is listen to my words as somebody who has experience, mm. and then consider if they're valuable to you or not. That's all I'm asking. But in order for us to get there, you're going to have to, A, listen, <laughs> and B, not pre-decide that I'm wrong because my opinion's different than yours. Mm. And he kind of just stood there and nodded and said, yeah, I get that. And then offered my counsel. And I said, you can do with that what you will. But as somebody who's lived a little longer than you, I'm going to tell you that this is probably a better way to manage that relationship than what you're currently doing. So we'll see if it takes root. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good note for us to, to end on. Hopefully, uh, for you newer parents to, on this adoption of foster care journey, we are going to keep you from making some of the same mistakes <laughs> we did with some of these tips. If you've got a favorite travel tip that maybe we didn't cover that you think might be valuable for us to share with our listeners, please send them to us. We, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can reach us at info at onebighappyhome.com. Actually, could we change that? I set, sure. I, I set up an email address called podcast at one thing happy because info gets a lot of a lot of a other lot stuff. of a lot of other stuff and sometimes things get lost in the wash there but they could email podcast at one thing happy home.com excellent thank you I meant to tell you that episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> well as always everyone thanks for listening take care <laughs>